0: So I think, I think this is what hope feels like. I think I'm hopeful. This is, okay, look, look, let me, let me, let me stop. Let me back up a little bit. I am not hopeful for the uh, Tyson Bajan era in uh, Chicago, but I am hopeful for another thing. Bears coming off a win, a uh, two and five now, uh big win against the LA Raiders. And honestly, I feel hopeful. I feel that we are building a team. This is really weird. This is optimistic. This is hopeful. This is cheerful, CJ. Since I'm how I usually am, I usually am down and upset. But after watching some football, paying attention and getting a good feel about how this team is, I'm feeling hopeful. It's crazy. Look. We're gonna, get to, we're gonna get to this on the other side. Thanks again for um for that's another episode of Back That Up. Be right back. um and we will get right into the the win by the Chicago Bears. I'm not gonna say that much this year, but win by the Bears. <laughs> A football game against the LA Raiders. The LA Raiders who were favored, yes, I know Zimmy Jorapolo didn't play. I know we had I know Brian Hoyer went for his NFL record 13th straight start that he lost. That's uh losing thirteen straight games is really impressive. Um but I think as a as a non Starter. I think it's so, graph after that, he lost thirteen straight. There was was the thirteenth loss, and they took the and they were a favorite team coming to Chicago, and they lost. Uh, overall, just recapping everything, I'm going to say dominant. I feel like if you win by um, by you kind of take over the entirety of the game, and it wasn't really close. Yes, it was 18 to 12, but it wasn't really it wasn't that close I, either. It was more of a domination aspect. Right to get garbage time touchdowns. So, uh, with hate, well Aiden O'Donnell throwing a touchdown at that, so after they benched Brian Hoyer. But overall if you just look at it as a strictly from the first three quarters when the game I guess was still up in the air, it was in doubt, the Bears defense stepped up and this I feel is the best coach game by Ebrafooth. Uh the defense was running around, uh, really taking away what they wanted to do. And being honest, Brian Hoyer played right into the hands of the Bears. Brian Hoyer, as um, as his time in Chicago and the fact that he has lost thirteen in a row, um, had will show you that he likes to dig and dunk. He doesn't like to throw the ball deep. He's afraid to stay in the pocket. He has a he has a wife and kids. He doesn't want to get hurt. Like, he's just trying to get the stuff out the way. Sit down. If they win, they win. If they lose, oh well. And you saw it. He was on the sack one time, but he had a QBR 46.8, which is pretty low. Um, he had uh, 129 yards passing, two interceptions. And he just didn't really want to get hit back there. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, it's when you're a, when you're able to force Dinkin Dust in that first drive with Devontae Adams. He targeted Devontae four times, but it wasn't any deep balls. Like I was looking, I was looking at a at a, at a graphic earlier, and it said that he was that to start the game off. I think Hoyer was six for six, or four for, or five for five. whatever the two? And all those passes came to Devontae, and Devontae got his target, uh Being upset, he was, he was alive, he targeted a lot of times. 12 times, he had 7 receptions working mostly 1-on-1 with uh, Stevenson, well on that side with Stevenson and he only had 57 yards he had 57 yards Josh Jacobs 11 carries, 35 yards so it's, I don't know why Josh Jacobs only getting 12 touches from the Raiders, but this isn't a Raider podcast so it's none of my concern but overall this is a game where the defense limited what the Raiders could do Great defense. Uh, really re- um, great tackling. Uh, still can't get to the ball. Still cannot get to the ball. Uh, we only had one sack this, this entire game. Just Justin Jones. Uh, we have not been able to get pressure to pressure on the ball carrier. And being honest, looking at how Hoyer plays, we weren't going to get a lot of sacks anyway. We weren't going to be able to get back there as often as we would have, we will want to, or we have tried. So, uh, definitely one of those things that happens. But, but we made sure tackles. Brister once again leading the team in tackles, ten tackles on the game today. Uh, it, was re- it was really Im- impressive. Uh, we were able to keep them from getting big plays, and opened it up for our our offense uh, with a, and so. And that's what the perfect transition is, going right into what the offense did to be able to win the game. Ran the ball. Ran the ball, we ran the ball, ran the ball. Hundred and seventy three yards rushing. Uh today. Uh Devont- Devonta Foreman really carried the the motor the mo moto- models moto- carrying. Uh Evans also helped out as well. Um Bajan helped out <coughs> excuse me, Bajan helped out as well. Um just with his with his twenty four yards and that threat to run. Him having a threat to run always made it a made it a big game. But this is something I really I saw from the offense that I was that I really liked. You got the old linemen moving. You got those guys not just pass blocking. One of the things that old linemen love to do and love to do more than anything else is be able to go forward, get moving, get their bodies moving and be able to hit people. And we moved the pocket around. We had some bootlegs. We gave Bayesian enough time to be able to go and get one read, two reads, and let the ball loose. This was a really great coach game from Getze. Getze did it the right way. He limited the opportunities for his quarterback to make mistakes, but also went in here as saying, hey, look, Make the throws and opportunities really easy for you. Now, let me say this right now. I'm gonna say this right now because there are a lot of people saying a lot of crazy things, and we're, they're trying to rush the spotlight that this is uh, Tyson Bayes' team, and it's not his team yet. He's not the starting quarterback. There is a reason why he is. He was an undrafted free agent, and we and we had to sign him and not draft him. That's because that he wasn't NFL ready. Now, we have seen these things before in the NFL, and most recently we've seen it with Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. The reason is that the Niners were very comfortable with letting their number one pick, uh, their number one pick, Trey Lance go, they let Trey Lance go after one after. After one season playing with them. And now they have Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy, who everybody was really excited about. But had a lot of talent around him. He led, 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 led the team to the NFC Championship game. And everybody was really excited about Brock Purdy. So many wins in a row. But the last week, you've seen that. When things get tough, when things get a little bit difficult for Brock Purdy, especially in those games, um, especially in games where they're not up, they he struggles. He can't win the game for you, and that's because once again, as a young quarterback, putting that much on him is a lot. Is a lot, and that's the same thing when it goes to Tyson Bajan. Bajan is a is a player who, if you ask him to do a lot, if you ask him to win you games late, it's going to be difficult for him to do. It's going to be difficult for him to do now because he's still in his progression. He still has a lot to go. I'm not saying that Bajan is or is not the key to be able to win going forward. He may be a good stop guy guy. He may bring a team that has that still needs pieces here and there to be able to win games and get further along. I'm not saying that. I think, hey, we just drafting him. Fine, keeping Beijing on the roster. We don't have to pay Justin to next year, so that's fine if that's the case. If we win a couple more extra games, that's cool. I think now seeing Beijing play, I believe that our quarterback position should be sold up because we have two quarterbacks on the roster that, I, that could, in the right circumstance, not lose us the game. And that's, I think, the best thing we can do. P.J. Walker, I thought was going to lose us the game, even though he has been having a great record with the, the Browns. We don't have that Browns roster. We don't have the Browns pass rush. We don't have Miles Garrett. We don't have the weapons that they have on the defensive side of the ball. But we do have a good enough defense. Um, I want to say this because I don't want to put too much on, on this on the offense, especially uh, going into another uh, tough game. But I think that the Chicago Bears are two great players away. Not even great. Two really good players away from being a top ten defense in the league, and I know, I know, overreactions, reactions are a big thing. But if you just look at what this team is doing after after starting off so bad over the pat, um, starting off so rough, um, giving up so many points, uh, overall like giving up. You know, forty-one to the to the uh, to the Chiefs, giving up thirty-one to the, to uh, Denver. You know, forty to Washington. Since then, I mean, including those three those three losses. I'm sorry, not forty to Washington. We we, we beat Washington. We score gave us twenty to them. But uh, since since that rough start of the, of the season that we did have, we're only giving up eighty-two yards on the on the ground. Only giving up eighty-two yards on the ground. We are only giving up two hundred fifty-five yards on um through the air. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. The defense is not bad. I think that we get some linebackers in here. We get we get a pass rush. We could be a top ten defense if we get those players. We get those players, and I, I'm starting to I'm starting to see the rebuild. I'm starting to see the rebuild. I was here kind of lost i didn't know what was going on but i can see where we're going and the right two or three players that are young can make this defense not just a formidable one but a top 10 defense the defense is going to win you game not just keep you in it so that's all i really got to say about the win, time to move forward a little bit, trying to get get a little breather, and then we're going we to talk about next week's Kishan test, Bears Chargers, Sunday night game, Bears Chargers. We haven't been, I feel like we haven't been on prime in a long time. Also, I I didn't even look up the prime timers, but I don't remember the last time we won on prime time either. So. One of the charges were equally bad. Two, they're uh, two and four. Uh, coming off a another loss. Uh, last week against the against the Chiefs, where Patrick Mahomes lit them up. Had 300 yards passing in the first half. I think they're 26, I believe. Coming off back to back losses, and this team, I have higher hopes for. Chargers have higher hopes for. Uh, overall, they have the talent there. They have Bosa, who's been injured a lot of uh, for the first part of the season, but. They have both in Khalil Mack. They have, uh, they have uh, Justin Herbert, who could throw the ball. They have uh, Keenan Allen. They have Austin Eckler. Uh, they have a good enough team to be able to contend in the AFC a little bit more. And this season has been rough for them. It really has been. They have, when they had a real big hype train to start the season, which was, and then they, they lost close to Miami. Miami, who, who are they right now, people are saying, okay, well, that's good. Miami's a good team. So so they're figuring out that the Chargers were good. But then after loss to Tennessee, but back-to-back wins against the, the Vikings, who were struggling at the time, and the rate and the and the Raiders, who now we aren't, I see, aren't that good without Garoppolo. They took two back-to-back losses, and now they they get a prime-time game against the Bears. So, as far as the key matchups goes against um, for this for this for this one, uh, Bears are eight and a half points underdogs right now, over/unders under point uh, five. I think the key matchup is going to be. How can our secondary use zone to be able to min- min- uh minimize the impact of Kenan Adam? Allen is a real smart route runner. They move him around a lot. He can he loves to find those any spaces in the zone. Uh, more than likely, he will be matched up against uh against Stevenson. So I want to see how he's going to what's going to happen. How they're going to try to attack the rookie. What's going to be the bigger, the biggest factor as far as how are we going to go and stop this high, pa- this high power uh, offense? They, uh, Herbert is ten touchdowns on the season, at, um, has a little bit under sixteen hundred yards passing already. Uh, Ken Allen has five seventy four for touchdowns th- um, throughout their games. They have played one less game than us, so. Real big um, indicator about how well their office is uh, has been humming, and this is without Eckler. Eckler had, had missed a few games, so he's not even there starting rusher. This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one, um, for us to be able to be able to get pressure. Uh, one of the biggest key factors out that I talk about is being able to pressure the quarterback, and so far this year we haven't been able to pressure the quarterback. Uh so far we've only had ten sacks for the entire season. Uh, uh, uh from um uh I'm sorry, not N I said this name totally wrong. But uh the the end that we grabbed from uh, Tennessee. Uh I'm 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 really terrible with names. I'm gonna get this right for next week. But the reason I not I'm saying his name is because he hasn't hasn't has hasn't been called much this season. Um two sacks for the entire season. We spend we spend drive capital to get younger players to get a uh Asian player that has only gave us two sacks throughout the, throughout this far of the season. We need to get to get a pass rush being able to disrupt this pass rush disrupt this passing game makes it easier. We don't. We don't want to be able to give Herbert that amount of time to be able to find and, and get targets. They have Mike Williams. Um, they they have Palmer. They have a actually a solid tight end as well. So, I uh, believe their tight end is uh yeah Joe Everett. Uh, they have so they have a decent amount of players that they can go go to. That can stress stress the field. Uh, at Williams w- with his speed, Keenan Allen with his route running, Palmer also has a lot of speed as well. He, yes, he, he has a 60-yard uh, pass this 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 year. So there's a lot you have to look out for with with this team on the offensive side of the ball. If you're looking at the defensive side of the ball, one thing I am terrified of terrified of is Khalil Mack. Uh, Khalil Mack against the Oakland Raiders, uh, former Oakland Raider Khalil Mack, former Chicago Bear Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack had six sacks against that team. Six. He has something against his old teams. He plays to the highest standards, And this is a prime time game. And we traded Khalil Mack away because we thought he wasn't good enough anymore. And I am terrified. And the reason I am terrified of this game is because it's not just Khalil Mack. But on the opposite side you have Joey Bosa who was up until this year one of the top three defensive ends in the league. The injuries have slowed him down, he's not as explosive as he is, he's coming back into form. But when you have those two guys on the outside and our starting left tackle, Braxton Jones, is gonna be is still on IR, Tyson Bajan really has to get rid of this ball. Has to get rid of the ball quick he has they, they have to be in in a minute they have to get this run game going they need to be able to get that pressure up front in order to be able to get a to take the pressure off of of the start of of the of the second time starting for base well, i mean Beijing so the big thing can our center core get a get a push on Sebastian Joseph Day. So Sebastian Joseph Day, six four, three ten out of Rutgers, twenty eight years old, uh, late round pick, but he has he has been a guy that just does the job as a as a nose tackle in a three four, which is his clog up and force two people to block you, and that's what and that's his job. Can the Bears be able to keep and stay and stay away from him needing to get a double team? If he needs a double team, we're gonna we're gonna have a hard time. The Bears are going to have a hard time doing going anything going offensively because that just means at this point, hey, now those linebackers are able to go free, or if you double team up the middle, now you can't help out, or now you're asking. For him and to be able to help out block Bosa, so there's a lot of there's a lot riding on that overall um the overall lineup and being able to get there. Can uh, Cody Whitehair or Pat or Lucas Patrick be able to block him? What um without without any issues? Can Larry Borum be able to block either Joey Bosa or Khalil max. I'm not too sure about that. I think we give up like three sacks. Uh I don't I but I don't know about the win. So this is this is the this is the thing that's gonna make it hard for me is that I think Brandon Staley's the worst coach in the NFL. And I think I think Matt Eberflus is a better coach than uh Stanley from from the Chargers. So I think his name is Ron I just know Stanley because I just, I just like everything he does as far as coaching, every decision he's made, etc. So Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. There it goes. So, that being said, everything up into that consideration, I con- I wholeheartedly think that this game is going to be closer than it looks. It's going to be closer than it appears. It's going to be one of those games where you have we have a lot going on. I think it's gonna be closer than expects. Uh, I'm going to say, and this 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 might curse us. This might curse us from, losing, from winning this game. But I'm going to say that it's going to be Bears 27, Chargers 24. We went back to back games and and we keep keep them going. It's yeah I know I know. This, this doesn't sound right for me. I, I shouldn't pick the an upset. I've gotten hope. I'm going to see if it'll get dashed, but see what happens next. Now, we're gonna, uh, next thing we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit more about good, bad, and ugly, and also incoming draft prospects. Alright, so this is honestly my favorite part of the show. Good, bad, ugly. Highlight, the, well, of course, good, bad, and ugly it's off of a win? So, do I, do I even want to put ugly in? do want to do good, great, ugly? I mean, good, great, bad? Huh? I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if there's something bad to talk about in this game. I mean, ugly. Let me, you know, let me, let me start off. So the good. Let me recognize the good first. Good is our defense overall. I want if I want to have if I had a game ball to give to, I would give it to Stevenson matched up a lot of time against DeAndre Hopkins. And he didn't fold. He didn't blink. He had six passes deflected, according to ESPN. Or passes defended. I'm sorry, three passes defended, according to ESPN. And limited to Devontae. Just seven catches, 57 yards. No, came out the end zone. Only, ha- only had a 15-yard gain. That's his longest. And was targeted 12 times. So, was targeted 12 times against Devontae Adams. Oops. Let's hit DeAndre Hopkins. I said, Oops, oh well. Devontae Adams as somebody who is a long time Bears fan and has seen what he what he has done against with us when he played the with the Packers. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Honestly our entire secondary I think played great overall. I really feel that we are on the right path with the this defense. So that's my good. I'm going to give it to the entire defense. What they did. What they able to control. Also stopping Josh Josh Jacobs as well. Only ha- they only have it in 3.2. The hours of carry. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. The bad for this game was how overly matched the Raiders run game was against our run game. If you told me going into a game Without Justin Fields, we were going to outrush the L. A. Ra- uh, Raiders that had a healthy Josh Jacobs. I would say you out your mind. mind. I, was, I would I n- would I would not guess that at our backup running back Evans would outgain Josh Jacobs. I wouldn't guess that Tyson Bajan, with twenty-four yards, was close, close enough to match the productivity of Josh Jacobs with his eleven yards. I mean, eleven carries for thirty-five yards. Being honest, Baker has ran the ball better today than Josh Jacobs. Don't know what happened. Not in the game at all. But the Raiders, who you would think would run the ball a lot, definitely took the ball. Didn't put the ball in Josh Jacobs' hands at all. And they weren't out of the game much, but they gave up to the run too quickly. Ugly, I won't say ugly, for the Bears will be the run game. I mean, um, not the run game. Definitely apologize. The the pa the pass rush game. Uh, we have not been able to get to the ball at all. So two sacks this game definitely doesn't doesn't do us any justice. Uh, Nujoku, oh, there we go. Little going to figure his name out. Nujoku still only having one tackle this game, not getting back there enough. Yes, I know that I said earlier that Brian Hoyer is a guy who's going to drop back really quickly and get rid of the ball fans. He doesn't want to get hit, but still, there were opportunities for us to get back there. And picking Dexter the Rooks, not getting enough playing time, however you want to look at it, we just don't get out we just don't have a pass rush. we're not getting back there where that is, and one of the big things in the cover in the cover two, that especially the way we run it, you need to be able to get to the ball, um get it back there to the quarterback, especially rushing for so definitely something we've gotta work on uh I know that pass is on the team yet, but i I think that's a thing that we're gonna address speaking of things we need to address. I try to on my Saturdays, even though life comes comes at me kinda hard, I try to at least scout one college player. If I try to scout one college player, and I don't mean watching the highlights, I hate just watching the highlights, I like watching the actual game, sitting down and going through and say, Okay, this this guy, this guy right here, he's he's the reason that he's he's a player that I'm looking for, I'm putting him on my draft board. And for this week, I'm not going high. I'm not going to that top of the draft board. I'm going to talk about JT Tumulau. Say the wrong probably. I, I'm really going to get better with the names. I, I am. I am. Uh, As roster from Ohio State, six four two seventy. Uh, on the season, he has four sacks, tw- uh, twenty tackles, and you're thinking like that's not a lot. That's that's not. Um, first-round pick worthy, we're going to be bad. I get it. I get it. But I want to let you know something really important and the reason why I'm spotlighting him. Ohio State played against Penn State. Penn State had left tackle, the number one left, regular left tackle in the league, um, in the draft, uh, of uh, Fasamadu, I am getting killed by these names this game this this podcast. I gotta come I gotta come better. I gotta come better. I wish it was Joe Old, but you know, it's not, it wasn't. Uh actually he played Joe Old that first that first week of the that that first game of the of the year. Um, but you went against um Olu and there was a big play late in the fourth quarter, while stay's up, Penn State is trying to drive Spear to get it, to get a score. Even Ohio State's defense had him in check the majority of the game. And JT ran through Olu. Six four. Two, sixty? two seventy. Six four 270. Runs through and manhandles six six three seventeen. Just manhandles him. Gets gets to the backs, causes a strip sack on fourth down still game for Ohio State. Now, why am I looking at uh, JT? JT's right now, he's slated to go late first round to Seattle. Now, is there a way we can trade back into the first round? Is there a way that we can then somehow get that... Right now it's Houston's pick. <laughs> right now it's the Houston Texans pick. Can we somehow get that pick and be able to get j t in the in the mid in the mid twenties is that a possibility? I'm not sure, but i feel as long as he's healthy he's gonna be a guy in this draft that's going to be a big time game uh game changer so i've seen i've have seen a lot of defensive ends in in college dominate and be able to run through a guy like that. Bigger. That's supposed to be the number one guy in the draft. That is important. That's something that, if the Bears have a chance to, or if he drop, falls in the draft because he doesn't have a good combine, that is a guy that the Bears definitely have to grab because you're going to see him making plays and terrorizing guys all the time. So uh, that's my, but that's my that's my scouting corner for the today. Uh, thank y'all so much for. I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who's really giving me kind of feedback on this. This is a pair of project of mine. So it's gonna be more consistent. I am gonna be more consistent. Thanks all. Thanks all. Thank you all for that. And see y'all next week. In 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 upcoming uh, episodes, I'm gonna be more frequent, and I'm gonna actually try to figure out if I can get some NBA coverage going on too. But that'll be at a different time. So take it easy. Bear down. See y'all next week. Okay.